All right, Ambush, we are here with a pretty accomplished singer, songwriter with one Sierra Noble. You may have heard the name, but Sierra, of course, has taken a little bit of a hiatus from releasing music, but don't worry, because that hiatus is a finally over. They are finally ready to release their first track in five years and we are here to discuss this return to music and this new track here today with sierra how are you today sierra i'm great how are you oh doing a wonderful having myself a beautiful day and excited to chat some music with you here the desert tiger podcast so thanks for having me it's great no worries thank you for joining me and of course like i said you took a little bit of a hiatus there, so I would love to sort of start out because the last time that you released music, an album, was back in 2016. And from what I can see, you sort of took some time to take some time for yourself because even though you had found some success inside of the music industry, sometimes success doesn't necessarily equal happiness. So what was sort of the decision there? Where did you sort of move through there? And then when did you start to come back into crafting your own sound again? Yeah, well, um, you know, life is a journey for sure. And that isn't uh, any less the case for for artists. Um, I think uh, there's been a lot more discussion in entertainment industries across the board about mental health and wellness and um, the need to prioritize that more. And that is really um, kind of where this all is centered around. Um, So I started uh, playing music very young. I started touring very young. I was 13, 14 years old when I started touring across Canada and um, I was playing in Europe when I was 15. I was like pretty young. I jumped in really early and I'm so glad to have had all of those experiences. Um, but it also came with, um, a lot of challenges, um, growing up in any kind of entertainment industry has its ups and downs. Um, and, uh, I have been through the best and also some of the worst things in of my life because of being in the music industry. Um, I have, yeah, like I've had absolutely the most amazing experiences, um, but I have also experienced sexual abuse and, and other really, really uh, traumatizing things. Um, even just being an artist who exists in a female body in the entertainment industry is is a very difficult thing to navigate. Um, your body is is monetized. <laughs> You're very much, you know, drilled into you what is acceptable and what is not, and what you should look like and what you shouldn't look like, and who you should be and who you shouldn't be. Um, and it's, it's very challenging and especially confusing when you jump into that at such a young age. Um, and so 
all of those things really just compound and build and build. And because I was so busy um, and, you know, lucky to be busy for sure. um, But because I was so busy and it was so nonstop for so many years, I never had time to stop and feel any of that and really process it. And um, the biggest part of of moving through any trauma or anything that is um, traumatizing, even if it's not a single event, but, you know, things, um, just the treatment of people in female bodies in entertainment is traumatizing. It's like a long form trauma. Um, It's uh, the most important thing about working through trauma is taking time to feel it. Um, but when you're constantly having to just, I'll think about that later. Can't think about that right now. Don't have time to cry about that right now. You stuff it down, you stuff it down. And, um, eventually your, your body and mind and spirit just say enough. We need time to heal. And, um, and that's kind of what happened. Um, and I never really stopped working. You know, I've always been doing music. I've still like, been playing shows and writing, but um, I really had to prioritize my my wellness and my uh, my healing. And uh, now, um, you know, it's still a journey. No one's no one's wellness or healing journeys are ever over. And if they are you should go to therapy. <laughs> if you think they are anyways, that's when you should go to more therapy. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, or whatever other support system that is works for you. That therapy isn't for everybody, but, um, yeah. So now I, I feel in much a better, much better place. And, um, I feel like I have kind of reclaimed my relationship to music and to being an artist, um, it is mine now, um, as opposed to, um, what anyone else tells me it should mean to me or should look like, or should sound like, or should be in my life. So I feel like I have a much healthier relationship to being an artist and relationship to even creating music. Um, because it's for me first and foremost. Before I ask my next question, I just want to take a moment to say is the change in your voice (laughs) for that last little part. Like you can tell just like the healing you've gone through and just like the point like where you've come from and otherwise just like that change in your voice for that last little part where you're talking about like where you're at now, like that is powerful. That is powerful. So like, thank you for sharing that. And I just also want to say it's incredible how you mentioned that where the experiences that you go through and as artists, as musicians, we're supposed to be able to use music as therapy to go through some of these experiences. But when some of these experiences come from the industry, you can be afraid to try and tackle them or otherwise, like whatever the emotion is, right? 
I, I think it's starting to change now a bit. Like I think fans and fa- fans of music in general are, um, are appreciating and needing honest music more than ever. And the industry of course has to follow that trend, quote unquote trend. Um, but it is a great trend. Honesty and authenticity is a really great trend. Um, but for a long time, like I would write, write songs about my experiences and about my feelings. And I, I was, <laughs> there's a, there's a really nice term in Nashville for, uh, songs that wouldn't be hits. They, uh, Publishers often call them art songs. And so I would, you know, bring these songs to my publisher that I was working with and they'd say, oh, that's a really nice art song. That would, you know, that would be great for like track seven of your album, (laughs) meaning that's garbage and we don't want it. And um, so that's a bit of a, a mind twister, you know, it's. It's really just saying, suck it up and write songs about love, Mm -hmm. which I can do really well. And I've written a lot of them, (laughs) but, uh, and I don't, and I'm sure I'll write more songs about love, but yeah, um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big mess, but yeah, we should be allowed to write and release music that is, was first therapeutic to us. And then share that with the world, because why wouldn't it then be therapeutic for the rest of the world? But, you know, capitalism. Right? I mean, like, music is only like you put it out into the world. People take their own meaning from it. They heal from it or whatever. So it only makes sense that what you would want something that can be taken and do exactly that. But... And life has so many more experiences than love. Like, I understand it's a very powerful emotion, but there's so much more to the human experience. For sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been nice to um, to start to expand and feel, try to develop a sense of internal safety to write my truth. Um, because you know, those things, they really get deep in your head. Those, the things that the industry tells you. So I'm trying to just push them away, silence those voices and write my truth. And, uh, the single, uh, let me out of here is kind of the first step into that journey. And I'm really, really proud of it. Well, and it definitely seems like a very good uh, first step for sure, because it definitely seems to encapsulate that exact energy of just, I need to get out of this rut, this cycle, this whatever it happens to be, and I need to be myself. Yeah, yeah. This song in particular was uh, the the getting out is... For for Rusty and I, um, who we wrote the song, um, it was really like getting out of the darkness, and and the darkness is different for everybody. For me, it was you know compounded trauma and abuse, and 
um, depression, anxiety turning into daily debilitating panic attacks for months on end where I like, I couldn't function except, you know, I did, I would get all dressed up and go out to the, you know, music shows in Nashville and put a smile on my face and tell everyone they did great and tell everyone I'm doing great. Um, and then go home and lay on my bathroom floor for another hour. Um, and for Rusty, it was, uh, his journey through alcoholism and near death and coming out of that and going through rehab and rebuilding himself in sobriety. And, uh, we, um, yeah, we both had, had big journeys of pulling ourselves out of the darkness and leaning on people to help us get out. And I hope that the song for anyone who has been there will give them some comfort of not feeling alone in that experience. And, and for anyone who feels like they're there right now, um, hoping to, to give them some hope that there is another side. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has been there myself as well, as it is exactly that, as it can be, it can feel lonely, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the truth at the time. It doesn't mean that you actually are. It's sometimes these things pile on you and you get inside of your own head and it's it's an experience of sometimes you just have to do exactly that. Let me out of here. You need to break away. You need to take that time to heal, to actually process the emotions, the experiences, the, the trauma. Yeah. And I think it's important to continue to fight for normalizing, um, taking time to feel that, to feel everything, because I don't want anyone to get to the point where where I did or worse to like your body just shuts down. And like, I felt like I was, um, it felt like I was being dragged into a panic attack and like into this like deep cave that I wasn't allowed to get out of until I looked at the things I had been avoiding for so long. Um, I had to face them. And I think like our nervous systems have really intelligent ways of making us, uh, forcing us to one way or another <laughs> to deal with the things we're not dealing with. And, uh, but I, I wish that it didn't have to get that far for so many people. I think normalizing, taking time, normalizing like saying, no, I think I'm going to stay in because I'm feeling a little overdone this week. I need a night to myself or like, I don't know, an artist like not having to release a like fully produced and mastered single every month. That's nuts to me. I want a new album every year and it's a half, nuts. guys. Like, Come on, like you, really, like what? You 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 didn't have time to live life experiences and make ten tracks based off of that in a year and a half. What what do you mean? Yeah, what, what do you mean? Right? Like, come on, like you need time to do exactly that. Live, yeah. learn, experience, love, grow. All of these things that go into and fuel creative energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, and it's also very important that exactly that is we continue to break down to crush the stigma. And that's exactly what we do with songs like this, with conversations like this, because it's very, very important. And there are still people who are out there who are still fighting their own battles. And to those people, I'm both of us, I'm sure, say like we extend our hands out to you. We wish you the best. We hope that you get through these things. We hope that you find the things that help you heal as well. And of course, well, for the world you, needs you, you know, the world needs all of us and we need to help each other um, be well. You know, we need to allow ourselves to be well and be kind to ourselves, but we also have to look out for each other and help each other stay well. Um, yeah, I think it's important. Very, very important. And of course, we've been talking about how music is a healing method. And of course, you using it once again, reclaiming that <laughs> healing power of music. So now that this single, I mean, of course, we're recording this before the single actually drops. So it's like three, four days away. But I mean, it's so close that I might as well ask anyway. It's like, we're right away. The song's about to release. How does it feel to have your first single in like five years? Finally, <laughs> it's finally here. It feels really good. Yeah, it's it doesn't really feel like it's been that long. And it also feels like it's been like 10 years at the same time. But um, yeah, I think uh, I'm just so yeah, I'm excited for it to come out. I'm proud of what me and Rusty and when the video comes out, Nick have created together. Um, we put our, we put everything into it. We put our whole hearts into it. Um, with me and Rusty writing the song and, and recording it and, um, Nick Friesen doing this amazing hand drawn rotoscoped music video. Like he drew 2000 pages of images of me and Rusty. <laughs> it was wild. Um, but not only, you know, like his hand is probably broken by now doing that, but just kidding. He's a pro, but uh, he really like, he brought all of his own experiences into it as well. Um, he, also struggles with anxiety and and depression and he is also sober now and he's been through his own version of getting out of the darkness and all of us just brought all of that into this and i'm um it feels good to to kind of be at a place in in my career journey where um and as a writer um, to not be so concerned with even kind of, even kind of what people think of it, to be honest, like, I love it. I love this. And that is a pretty new feeling for me. Um, because like, I mean, I've always, I like my music, whatever. I've always liked the music I put out, but this feels truly me at every turn. I felt good about everything about this song, the production, the video. Um, and that hasn't always been the case. I haven't always felt like I had creative control over the, the presentation of my songs. 
Um, so it just feels awesome. And, uh, yeah, I already, it, it already feels like it's a success because we love it. And, and I think there's any young artists out there listening to this, make that your priority, make sure you love it first and foremost, because then it is a success. Yes. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it also goes into like, I, I truly believe that when you feel really good about something and you bring that energy into it, going into the world, people feel that they know that it's resonant from you and not from money or from a record label's opinion. And, you know, people feel that genuine energy from art. Um, so young artists love your music. Don't compromise. Take advice, listen to the industry's advice, but like take it or leave it because what do they know about your music? Well, true, <laughs> uh, your music. And so in order for new trends to be created, people have to take chances. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not claiming that the song is breaking any molds, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's authentic and it's genuine and I'm proud of it for that. Well, and that is truly what does matter as you have said. And you also say to still take the words of the industry as well too. And you are still doing that as well as you have been one of those who have been accepted into the 2021 uh, Music Publisher of Canada's Women in Studio Accelerator as well. So not just building yourself in terms of being a songwriter, but also helping to push the uh, that wave of w women in the studio, of non-binary, of non-gender conforming inside of the studio, because as it stands, 2% of the top Billboard 100 are producers of that. So not just pushing healing, but also pushing that there's so much more out there that there's so much more creativity. So you're not just helping with healing. You're also helping with motivating and inspiring people in terms of that world as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Being a part of the women in the studio program has been amazing. Um, it's allowed me to explore and start walking down a road that I've wanted to for years. Um, like I, I think the first time I remember thinking about production and going, I want to do that. That's kind of the coolest job ever. I was like 18, but I was like touring everywhere and I was an artist and I was very busy doing all that. So I was just kind of like, wow, that would be the coolest, but I, that's not what I do. That's not what I'm going to do. That's not a job for me. And also like, do women even do that? Because I didn't see any. I've never, I've never worked with a female producer. Now I know a bunch, which is awesome. And, uh, and I am now starting to produce and it's awesome. Um, I just finished recording an album for um, a local female artist and um, working with another this coming fall winter. and. It's, uh, I think it's 
amazing how important, I mean, it's not shocking, but it really is so important to have representation because like it honestly, like I had been contributing as a producer on my albums for a long time. I have ideas. I have good ideas. It's my music. Of course, I have good ideas about my music. Who would have thought? Um, But I was never given that credit. Or if I was, it was like kind of like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like contributed. No, you totally gave ideas. Of course. No, you should be co-producer on on this. Like, well, I don't really want it if that's the energy behind it. Like, you clearly don't think I deserve it, even though I do. But like, there's just not a lot of recognition um, or credit given where it's due. And that is the case for so many female artists who contribute production input to their own albums, but also just like... I don't know, women who who should be given a producer role, producer credit or co-producer credit um, who just aren't. Um, and yeah, so it it was really not until I started working with Rusty Mattias, actually, that I my I recognized in myself that I am a producer. Um, it literally like we were in the studio working on uh, the first thing that we ever worked on, which was music for a documentary. And um, I was just, you know, saying my thoughts, my ideas, mix things, arrangement things. And um, he, it was me and Lloyd, uh, me and Rusty and Lloyd Peterson and Rusty spun his chair around and was like, you're a really great producer. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's a, that's a great idea. And I was like, ah, I'm not producing this. You are. You and Lloyd are producing this. He was like, what? No, we're all producing this. You're a really great producer. And then, you know, I looked to Lloyd, who's somebody I have looked up to for many years at this point, And he just kind of like gave me this nod, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why you're so surprised by us saying this. And, and I really was like, I had just never... I had never been recognized as a producer for giving the exact same level of commentary and ideas that I was in that moment that I always had. Um, So I was just like, I guess this is just the vibe, you know, they get the producer credit. I'm just have opinions. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was a kind of a turning point. And I thank Rusty regularly for saying that because it um, it was a huge turning point. Yeah. Hearing you are a great producer. Wow. Even just you are a producer, period. <laughs> it was just crazy. Um, so that was awesome. Rusty's a good one. Lloyd's a good one. And uh, so I've been, yeah, just kind of realizing that dream of, producing records now and it's it's a big learning curve for sure i kind of like it's mostly a a technical learning curve for me um because i get very impatient with myself and i'm still slow at things that annoy me but uh but it's been really awesome and i've been interning and like mentoring under a 
an amazing engineer by the name of Riley Hill at No Fun Club here in Winnipeg. It's a new studio that is just the most wonderful, welcoming, inclusive space I have ever been in, which is, it's quite rare to find that kind of space in a studio. Um, and very lucky to be learning there and very lucky to be included in the Women in the Studio program, getting to learn from incredible mentors and really experts in their field and also just building community and a network with other um, women and non-binary producers across Canada. Like we're all all kind of lean on each other now and we like ask each other for advice or our opinions and share music with each other. And it's amazing because there aren't many of us and it can feel lonely and daunting and like you're just in a boy's locker room all the time. But now we have a WhatsApp group chat where we can be like, boys, right? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but it's a really nice, uh, it's a really nice community that MPC has, has built, has started to build for us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. And it's once again, you're not alone. It's representation is very important. It definitely matters. And I'm so glad that you don't just have to go and do that alone. You in this community of people through years of this process can go out and not just help each other, but also motivate the next wave of not just the intake, but also other people, young women, non-gender conforming, non-binary, whatever it happens to be. Those who need that representation, they can start to see it. They can start to see it build. And you are rewriting history. You are creating a new future. And that is truly beautiful. Yeah. It feels really good to be a part of that. Um, Yeah. And truly what you said, like the, I've really realized that my, my big why um, of any of this is at least now is to make space for, for the next generation of female non-binary producers and artists and trying to, to change the environments in which they will be interacting. Um, because, you know, even, I mean, even young men, artists and producers, they need to, to be exposed to inclusive, welcoming, safe spaces that are studios and, um, and that is an industry. We need to make this industry more welcoming and inclusive and safe. And, um, that, that changes things for everyone not just women, people who live in female bodies. It's, it's everyone and it's important because we can't afford to, to have things continue as they did for so long. Um, so yeah, I want to become the most authentic um, artist I can to push the needle in the right direction. I want to become the best producer, best engineer that I can to be able to, to have some, some pull and some push (laughs) to make, 
better spaces for people. And, um, you know, I hope one day to have my own studio and my own kind of version of probably a very small version of no fun, but a space that feels safe and wonderful. And, uh, even if I'm not the one making the records, I just want to be able to make that space for people. <laughs> wow. I, this has been a powerful conversation. And I am so <laughs> thankful to you for sharing not just the story of this latest single, but also just the life lessons, the growth, and everything else that you have gone through in these five years. And once again, I must just say, you can truly see just how much it, the brightness inside of your eyes, your face, and otherwise, and just like seeing you talk about this. So thank you for sharing this with us here today on the Desert Tiger podcast. Thanks for making the space for this conversation. It's really important and I appreciate it. Oh, am I want to say thank you for tuning on into this episode of the DTP here with me, your host, Colton G, as well as our guest here today, Sierra Noble. And you can find Sierra's brand new single, Let Me Out of Here tomorrow yes tomorrow on your favorite music streaming service you can find a pre-save link to do that to hear that track save it in a playlist in the description to this show if you're listening after the release of this episode like even the day after the song's already out so you might as well go ahead and check it out anyway you might as well go ahead and follow sierra on social media as well so that you can stay up to date for new releases from this new era of Sierra Noble. And with that, it's time to give Sierra one final roaring DTP thank you. And I also need to thank the amazing Jamie from Strut Entertainment for setting this interview up. I need to thank German from YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. And I also need to thank you, the AM, one last time for checking this episode out. If you have yet to join the EAM, it's as easy as subscribing to the DTP. You can also help us out by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, and by heading on over to DesertTigerMerch.com to copy yourself something to support and represent the show. And the best part is, looking is free. It's DesertTigerMerch.com. And with that, it's about time we say our bye-byes. But not before I tell you to go and find your roar and then let it out into the world. Yes. Go ahead and do that. And with that, it's time that we say Mavayam. The Desert Tiger Podcast.